Hey guys, this is Ed, Paul, and Anna of Current Brand Media, and we are here to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. Sportsball is a great subscription service geared towards minor league baseball fans. Each box features a different minor league team. You get a box every three months with minor league baseball gear, including different styles of hats like Ed's favorite, the dad hat. The cost is less than $12 a month. Proceeds from each box goes to More Than Baseball, the only nonprofit dedicated to the well-being of minor league baseball players. We all know that Parents' Days are coming up this summer. So if you've got a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa who are particularly difficult to buy for, but you know they're baseball fans, this is the answer, guys. Meet your new favorite team at sportsballbox.com. Is anybody there? What's up, everybody? Ed here. And on this episode, I sat down with Joe. He is a season ticket holder with the 66ers, the Inland Empire 66ers. He is also the man behind their Twitter account. That's right. He is the one. If you have ever been followed recently by the 66ers, he's the one responsible, okay? Uh, we talked baseball. We talked how he became the man behind the 66ers Twitter account. And then how he has a little uh, side gig with, uh, you know, writing letters to uh, other minor league teams. So without further ado, guys, I give you the episode. All right. Well, I want to welcome you guys to yet another episode of the Dad Hat Chronicles. My name is Ed. And with me today, I have a special guest. I have the man behind this Twitter that we called the Inland 66ers. I, uh, I, I'm very intrigued by this. And when I reached out, I was uh, very, very happy to hear what the story was. So I, wanna, I want you to share. So, but, but with me, I have Joe today. How are you doing, my friend? Really good, Ed. Thanks for having me on. Are you kidding me? Like I said, I just wanted to, I wanted to know. So here we go. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll try to keep it as short as possible. Uh, <laughs> I run the, I, I do as of right now run the Inland Empire 66ers uh, Twitter account. They're a low A team. They used to be high A. They got demoted in the relegation. But anyway, <laughs> so it, it's a long story. I don't work for the team. I, I'm a season <laughs> ticket holder. All right. And so, so it's been this ongoing thing. Basically, to make a long story short, I, beat the GM in fantasy football, and that was the bet. If, if I beat him in head-to-head matchup, like the first time we played back around September, then I got control of the 66ers Twitter. And so now how did we get to that point? Well, obviously I'm in there, the front office's uh, fantasy football league. But, I mean, I, I've been a season ticket holder forever. I'm, I'm a school teacher in, in the Inland Empire. And we have a partnership with the 66ers, our school. And, and the general manager, Joe Hudson, who's one hell of a nice guy, he's, uh, he's done everything to help our school out over the years. I mean, this is going back, gosh, even over 10 years, we've had this partnership. And so anyway, uh, I'm, I'm a blogger. I write. I used to be a serious baseball writer. Now I'm old and I just kind of write for fun. And <laughs> consider myself like a baseball humorist and so I was I was uh basically I wanted shot glasses from the 66ers so I was talking to the promotions direct the, the former promotions director and he's like dude my boss isn't he doesn't think there's a demand for him so I started writing these letters like you know yeah we need shot glasses so and it just kind of took off from there and this this letter writing thing took on its own persona where I just became this kind of 
totally like a character where this kind of demented fan is riding front offices, demanding things, wanting things, demand, like, thinking that he's really part of the front office. And it, it just kind of took off. And then, so I did it for the 66ers for a long time. And and you know, got the shot glasses. That's the important part. Of this <laughs> hey, I was just gonna ask you, did you get them? We got the shot glasses, and then so I just became I'm you know, long time season ticket holder, became friends with with the front office staff. A couple of them, I, you know, a lot of my students from my school grew up and get you know, part time jobs as they're in college with the 66ers, and, and uh, so I just became really tight with them. So they invited me to be in their, their fantasy football league this year. Well, that was you know, there had to be wagers and, and the wagers that, you know, where they're, it's, they weren't monetary wagers. We, 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 we call it spiritual wealth. So, so we would bet make the, and one of the bets was that, you know, and Joe knows that I write a lot. And so he, he was comfortable trusting me to take over the, the, the 66ers Twitter. And I didn't know how long I was going to be doing it. I thought I'd be doing it a day or two, but I'm still doing it and you know, they're had, they seem to be very happy with it and I'm, I have fun doing it and I seem to be getting a lot of positive responses. So that's where we are now. Uh, yeah, you, you have. And I, I became automatically became a fan like the day that, you know, that you followed me, I, I literally went in and I bought a hat. Yeah. You I know, know that. Yeah, so, I sold a few hats for them. I've sold a few hats. Yeah. Listen, if any minor league team follows me, I will, you know, I will either right. put them on my wheel of hats or I will fly, buy a hat. I, that's because I, one, I think it's awesome, you know, that I'm, you know, a team is following me. And then two, it's like, I'm supporting, you know, a small business. So exactly. why not? Exactly. And that's why I kind of reached out to the hat guys like yourself. You know, I, 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 I don't, they, they were following one. I forget which one, somebody that, you know, Mm-hmm. somebody that you follow I, I can't remember which one. so I, I started clicking them and then I started liking your guys's content and yeah. then all of a sudden it's, you guys were buying you know you weren't the only one to buy a hat and, I, and we thank you for that and uh but it, it's great and that's what you know I'm kind of over the years kind of been in your same boat where I was you know you got I know a lot of you guys with the Danville Autobots or you know or the the um the Burlington Black Puppets, Black Puppets. Yep. you know you guys are their little ambassadors well I'm kind of the 66 or Thursday Thursday ambassador. Matter of fact, in 2019, the general manager actually gave me business cards that, that say I'm their Thursday Thursday ambassador. Because well, that was one of the things I was harassing them about in the letters. Like, I, I need business cards when I go to other parks to show them that I'm real. All right. And so <laughs> at the end of the season, last game of the season, you know, they had this little ceremony where they gave me the cards. It was kind of funny. That's know? awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool that you know that's cool and you are not you wouldn't be able to do this in a major league team but you definitely could do this on any kind of minor league team yeah yeah see I had see yeah exactly and that's kind of why over the course of my you know sports fandom I've switched I've gone from you know being a major league I still am a major league baseball fan absolutely but I, I just, the minor leagues are, I just have so much fun with the minor leagues. And, you know, the, instead of driving an hour to Anaheim, I drive 15 minutes to San Bernardino. It's cheaper house. too. It's cheaper. You know, my kids grew up there. My son, who's a senior in high school, he works there. He's a assistant director of promotions or whatever. He helps with promotions on the field. He wears a bacon outfit and launches hot dogs in the air. That's one of his jobs over the course of the game. And, you know, when he was like eight years old, he got 33 foul balls in one season there. And so it's just been, 
kind of a family thing going. My kids grew up there and, you know, my wife and we love going there. My mother-in-law, who's 91 years old, she has season tickets. She sits right behind me. So, yeah, she, she's a huge baseball fan. And so she, 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 she comes to, you know, to almost every game I go to. So it's just a great experience. And I'm really, and they're just a great organization. That's that. And I was just going to say, it's like, you know, that's what makes a, a good minor league team. It's like, as long as there's a good, you know, general manager and in good people right. working there it, it makes the experience so much better at a minor league you know ballpark because yeah. we take our families i mean i i, yeah. I want to take my daughter to all these games and all that but i want to take her to more minor league games more than i do you know major right. leagues and, and you're right i i'm i still follow my team here in cleveland right i'm still following my guardians and all that but i the vast majority of my hats are all minor leagues Right. The vast majority, 90 yeah, plus percent. Too. I mean, I, I have a few in, and it's same with t-shirts. I, I'm big into t-shirts too. Yeah. You know, I don't have, I grew up in Cleveland for those of your listeners. I grew up in Cleveland too. I moved to California in the early 1990 actually. And, but I, I still am a Browns fan, still am an Indians fan. Uh, and, you know, I always will be, I, I've tried to quit, especially the Browns. Good Lord. I've tried to quit the Browns. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, it's a curse. It's the curse that your dad passed on to you, and which, but it's great. And yep. uh, you know, even though the, like last this last weekend was so painful, but we go through that. It seems like you know eight or nine times a year, but we still love them. Yep. But 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 going back to the minor leagues, it, it's just you know yeah the hats, the logos. It's just more fun, and, and it's not really a monetary thing, although they are cheaper. But it's just there's so much personality. And like the logos, like I'm wearing three different logos right here. You are, and, you know, I got the, the emeralds on top. I write for them. I got the down east wood ducks. So they were one of the first teams I wrote for. And then I have, you know, the 66ers. And it, it's just, you know, there's so much personality. And like, especially like you said, the great organizations, not only that they great for baseball and presenting baseball, but they're, they're wonderful for the community. Absolutely. Like the 66ers raise so much money for local charities and, and they just do so many different things. They have so many, you know, I, I don't know what you want. I, they have so many different projects going on for mm -hmm. so many different things. And, you know, and it's just all about giving back to the community and the community, you know, loves them for that. And they're really a mainstay in, in a city that really needs something like that. San Bernardino, I mean, the equivalent of San Bernardino to Ohio would be something like a, a big Youngstown or a city that's seen better days. And so, you know, and so the, the 66ers are, you know, one of the cornerstones of the city. And so, and it's, you know, and it's all because they give back, you know, and there are the 60s and not just the 66ers, the Eugene Emeralds, anybody who I'm associated with, one of the reasons why I follow these guys is because of what they do for their local communities. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, people, when they, when they see that, you know, small teams like that, you know, are so involved in the community and they're doing so much for the community, it just makes it much better for me to say, hey, I'm going to spend 20, 30, 40, 50 dollars right. with that team because I know that, you know, whatever profit they're going to use, they're going to use it for the team, but also going to donate to, yeah. you know, the community. Or, you know, or the charities, you know, like yep. they, I'll give you a perfect example. This is how I became really tight with the 66ers. About 2012, mm -hmm. 
Well, they've always had education day, which is a, a, where they basically, they, they have a game at 10 in the morning for yep. so kids can come to the school. Kids can come to the game. The kids run. It's just a great day. Mm-hmm. Well, then they started, they wanted to help schools and one they wanted to help themselves too. One of the ways they did that, they, one of these guys came up with pack the park night. And so basically I sell tickets to my school and I split half the proceeds. Well, I'm very good at promotions. I'm doing this. So the first year we did it, I, I sold 2,600 tickets. Oh my God. A lot, that's a lot of tickets. Now that was over more than one game, but we, I, our school was responsible for 2,600 tickets. That This would have been 2014. Mm-hmm. And so we got to split that money with the 66ers and we, we you know, we bought video equipment for it. And we did a lot of things, a lot of really good things for our kids, but the 66ers made that happen. And they, they were the ones who reached out to us and say, Hey, here's an, now they had no idea it was going to be that successful either, and it, it and it, but it worked out, and that's just the way it's cool, and that's just and that's how I became associated with them, and it, the bond is still very strong today. I'm I love to hear that. I love to hear that. You know, people like you are so connected with you know minor league teams, and you know because you're all the way out in California. I'm in Ohio. Yeah. And it's good to know that, you know, it, it's not just in small town here in, in Northeast Ohio, but also right. in California. It's, it happens everywhere. Right. Yeah, and um, so we're in the we're in the shadow of the Dodgers and the Angels. We are the Angels farm team. Mm-hmm. But half the city is, you know, well, I'd say three fourths of the city's Dodger fans. You know, and San Bernardino is a pretty big town. It's over 200,000 people. Mm-hmm. But we're in the shadow of the big leagues. And, you know, there's the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes are 20 minutes down the road. There are rivals. And we also have the Lake Elsinore Storm. So I live in a baseball mecca, which is great. Yeah, you do. But, but there's a lot of competition. And then because I'm a school teacher, I road trip. And, you know, baseball road trips are my life. And uh, so I've been to almost all the major league stadiums. At one point, there were three stadiums I hadn't been to, Tampa Bay, Shea Stadium, and Montreal. And now they, I, I've got to go back because there's been so many new stadiums built. But I fell in love with the minor leagues. And so the major league, going to major league stadiums on road trips is secondary to going to different minor league parks. And that's where, I, you know, I got a lot of good friends in North Carolina from minor leagues where I built relationships with teams, the Fayetteville Woodpeckers, the Downey's Wood Ducks, uh, Merle Beach Pelicans. You know, I, I just, it, it's just cool. And, you know, they give, I help them. They help, you know, it's just fun. It's just a really, really good time. Yeah. And, and the cool thing about it is, is for me, that's just, you know, I'm not even a full year in and to know that I have so many teams have come, you know, and accepted my invitation to come on the podcast to, we get to know them, you know, because it's, it's free advertising, right? Cause right. you know, minor leagues have a very small budget when it comes to marketing and things like that. Yeah. So getting the word out like that it's awesome well, and i have not had a single one say no to me yet so that's excellent that's excellent you know and that's like you said it's getting the brand out like say i wear this hat to disneyland a hundred thousand people see it that day mm-hmm. now, that, does that mean a hundred thousand people are going to go to a, a eugene emeralds game no of course not but at least the brands out there and you know people are talking about you know I, so many conversations you're standing in line whether it's a, to anywhere where they say, mm-hmm. hey, where's that hat? Where's that hat from? You know, and you just start, and a lot of them are baseball fans. You just start having, you know, conversation with strangers about baseball and you're sharing oral tradition and it's just wonderful. That's right. I actually, you know, it's funny. I just, I'm looking at your background right now and which is their Copa for, yeah. for I actually have that one as well. So I have two. 
So yeah. I, I, I love that logo. And then, you know, when you're yeah. saying, you know, you, I wear that hat and people are going to ask me about it. I'm like, absolutely. Here's the link. This is where you can find it because this is, this is right. the team. And I, and I love that. Yeah. And th that's the cool thing about the Twitter, you know, th there's always been this discussion the last five years, 10 years about does social media really help with ticket sales? Well, mm -hmm. it might not. I mean, that's on the side. A lot of it depends on the organization, but we can see, that it really does help with merchandise sales. And when you look at like the Danville Autobots and uh, the sock, the Burlington sock puppets, the Savannah, I just got gear from Savannah, the, the bananas today, Savannah bananas. Mm -hmm. you know, these guys are, they're not even major league affiliated anymore. And yet they're, they're selling so much merchandise on the net, not the local level, the national level. Correct. You know, and like the, the Savannah Bananas, here's a college wood bat team. They lost their affiliation a few years ago. Now they're the, most, probably the most successful minor league team going right now. And, dude, they got my – I ordered my stuff – today's what, Wednesday? I ordered my stuff on Monday, and it's here. It arrived in the mail already. That is just – that's outstanding service. I Correct. Mean, it's just amazing. And that, that's, that's a dedication to their fans, to their customers. That, that, and that's what makes certain organizations great. And I, I, I think at the major league level, some of that's missing. There, there's not that personal contact, you know, anymore, where if I'm ordering something from the Guardians or something from the Dodgers, it's going to take a week to get here. I'm going to pay full shipping. You know, oh, and that was the thing about the Savannah Bananas. They paid for the shipping. You know, wow. They don't, yeah, which was awesome. They didn't have to do that. And so... Nope. And, you know, so, and they got, to, I guess they wanted to rush before, it was fabulous. And so, you know, that's what makes, that's, that's what attracts people to minor league baseball. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And you're right. Cause I, and when, when the guardians release their, um, their new logos or hats and all that. Right. So I went right away and I bought two hats. Um, it took me, I don't know if it was like almost three to four weeks wow. before I could get them. Right. So, I mean, it, it took a while, Yeah. Uh, but I ordered the other day on Sunday, I ordered a hat from the Trenton Thunder and I already have it here. That's it got awesome. here. Right. Yeah. Uh, on yeah. Monday, I ordered the no, I'm sorry. Friday, I ordered the um, the. Oh, God, I, I'm, I'm I'm forgetting now. Um, Omaha, the Storm Chasers. Storm Ch yep. So and it's already here as well. So and, and right. you're right. And it's they're right away. They're they're good with it. You know, a lot of people they work hard. Yeah, now, not all. Unfortunately, not all the teams are that at that level yet. But but yep. a lot of them are, and because they've realized, and, and this is you know I've been a minor league baseball fan since the early 1990s. Uh, you know, not, not like now where it's you know my my thing. But I've I started going to the they were the San Marinos. Uh, spirit back then when I started going, King Griffey Jr. played. He had first San Bernardino, but he was there before I was there. But, you know, I've seen a lot of things change over the years. One of the big changes in the last five years is these brands have gone, because of like Brandios and things like that, the brands have gone national. And, Correct. And certain, and certain organizations are really on that and they're, they're really promoting that. And other organizations are catching on. And there's still some organizations that they don't want to be national. They just want to be, they want to concentrate locally. And I think they're missing a wonderful opportunity, especially if they're paying all Brandios all that money for their excellent design. And, uh, but, you know, but, but I, I think the worm is really turning on that where 
they're, they're realizing, you know, we can sell to all 50 states. I mean, if Bur if the Burlington Sock Puppets can do it, why can't, you know, organizations that have a lot larger front office, they certainly should be able to do it. Prime example? Nothing against the Autobots or the Sock Puppets, but some of these brands are really, really, really sharp. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, look at um, uh, uh, my friend Justin uh, Moser up in uh, in Seattle, Washington, yeah, right? The, the the fish sticks and and the seal that slingers. Was, that was that was a brilliant marketing campaign, and, and it's still going to continue. I mean, people are still going to argue about the seal slingers. I'm going to argue about the seal slingers, and they know that they, they've got a whole section set up next year in their stadium for seal slinger plans. But I mean, that was a brilliant marketing thing. Nobody nobody knew who they were. I mean, who? Oh. And who knew who High Point was? I mean, I didn't know if that was, and I'm a minor league fan. I didn't know if that was in North Carolina, Minnesota. I had no idea where that was. And now, you know, they, they made a huge splash. And the people in the minor league know, you know, somebody walking down the street, you know, going into Dodger Stadium is not going to know who they are. But the minor league community knows who they are. They put Correct. themselves on the map. With, with an, what I thought was just an absolutely brilliant marketing campaign where, you know, they, they played those two, they played, you know, all the teams do the voting, but they played them off against each other, very much like Danville and uh, Burlington do with each other. They have the same owners, but, you know, they, they feed off each other. And it, I thought that I, I really fell in love with those guys, both of those organizations last summer. I mean, their Twitter presence is hysterical. It really, I mean, it's funny, laugh out loud, funny when those two GMs get on a roll and they're going back and forth. Each oh, other. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and that's where, and I, I think, I, I think you're going to see like a, the independent leagues have to work much harder than the affiliated leagues. Correct. Right. And so, but what you're going to see now is because in the affiliated leagues, what you've seen in, in the last 10 years is group sales have become really, really, really big, you know, because it's a lot easier to sell a lot of tickets to group sales. Completely understand that. Perfectly smart business decision. But at the same time, minor league baseball is a lot about catering to individuals. And some of that's been lost. But I, I think with the Savannah Bananas and things like that, they're bringing that back and people are seeing, you know, like the Appalachian League, it was one of the few leagues last year, despite COVID, it increased in attendance. And, you know, like the the, the Sock Cup attendance went up 37%. That's a huge amount. And, uh, you know, during COVID, and it was the marketing. And so I, I think what you're going to see in the next couple of years, you're going to see affiliated minor league teams looking at the success of the Savannah Bananas and, and, and the Sock Puppets, yep. the Otterbots. And they're going to start going back to that and going back to that individual marketing and, you know, the brand really building their brand for the fans and, you know, they're going to build things back up. And I think they're going to have to in the post COVID world, because I don't know if the minor league fans, if they're just going to automatically come back in a lot of places. And, 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 and you're right. Cause I know for a fact, you know, from a personal experience, right. When those teams followed me, it made my day. Right. right? someone who follows the minor leagues as much as yeah. I do. And I, you know, I'm on Twitter all the time. And, you know, when I see that, you know, when you got your, you know, you guys follow me, I'm like, man, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread, you know? No, yeah. And I go through the same thing. There's nothing better than when a minor league team follows you. You know, and I'm writing the letters to the front office being the wise ass. But when I get a response, you know, and that's the best thing in the world. And, you know, and some people get my, a lot of the organizations really get my humor, really like them. Some of them, 
don't, which is fine, you know, it's, but like, but like the Eugene Emeralds. So I, I started, I was writing for their newsletter or their, their, their program this year and, you know, humor. And, you know, I went up there a couple of times. I raised, I myself raised $1,900 in 24 hours for their boys and girls club. It was, That's called, awesome. the Mad, it was called the mad dash to, to Eugene. And what my buddy and I, we just took off at like eight o'clock on a, I think a Wednesday night and drove straight through to Eugene. Uh, which is you know like a 13 hour drive and we were you know, we were taking turns driving and I was like tweeting and doing everything and I was raising money and by the time we got there we played golf at Eugene Country Club which is a beautiful course absolutely wonderful and then by the time we were done with golf I had raised $1,900 and I presented that to the boys and girls club of Eugene or of the Emerald Valley that night and it was you know that was my way of giving back because they let me write for them and so it was a blast and uh but, you know, all because this guy responded to my letter that I was writing to him as a wise ass anyway. And then, you know, and, and the, like I last winter when he, I, I was just happened to be driving through Eugene. My, my oldest daughter goes to Boise State and we went up to see her and we were coming back down to Cal to, to the coast. So we went through Eugene. So he goes, hey, dude, you're coming through town. Why don't, you, why don't we meet? Why don't we have breakfast? Well, we did five Bloody Marys later. We're best <laughs> friends, you know? And then, and you know, our wives are dragging us out of the restaurant. We don't want to go. But, and so, you know, a good friendship was born. And then I, I went to, when the Eugene Emeralds made the playoffs this year, the, the championship series, because of their stadium situation, they couldn't have any home games. So all the games were in Spokane. So I flew up to Spokane for the championship series, played golf at the front office every day, and then went to baseball, sat with them. It was just a blast. It was just a great experience. That's great. And you, that's not going to happen. Like you said, that's not going to happen at the major league level. No. And there's, there's that division. I get it. And don't get me wrong. You know, like they're the major leagues and all that, but and like you said, it's like that, that interaction with fans is what makes it so much better than of an experience than, right. you know, going to the majors. Cause they got to think of everything, right. They got to think of marketing. They got to think of how, right. you know, they're going to entertain throughout the game and things like that. And, it makes it fun. And if you're interacting for someone like you, who are just being, like you said, like being in a wise ass, sending a letter, that makes it, you know, a whole lot better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, I, and it's just, it's like wild how just offering a, a dude like me, Hey, why don't you come throw out the first pitch? Wow. And how that can just snowball where it's just not me. All of a sudden I'm bringing, you know, like Myrtle beach this past year, I bought 10 guys. We were on a golfing trip and, South Carolina anyway, and we ended up going to the game, getting a luxury box and just, you know, painting the town red and, you know, and made them a lot of money that night. And it was great. It was just a, a really, everybody had a great time. Everybody was really happy. And it was just a blast. And, you know, that's, that, that's the type of relationships that you can build with minor leagues and not saying that things like that can't happen at the major league level, but it, it's just, it, it's, Part one of the terms in the industry when it happened, it's called when you touch the night, when yep. everything comes together on a perfect promotion and like, you know, the, the fans or whatever, the fans, the players, everybody, everything is in tune for this one moment during one game. It might only happen one or two times during the season, but when it does, it's perfect. And yeah. That's what, you know, that that's what every minor league front office shoots for. That's awesome. And when, they it happens, when, it, when it comes together, it's, it's awesome. It really is terrific and then a lot of times 
and, and this is what I noticed, right? Because look at look at the like you said, look at let's take a Danville and and this uh, the sock puppets. You know, their record wasn't as good, but right. those are the two most popular teams in exactly. that league. Right. No, without a doubt. You know, and th that whole the whole Appalachian League rebrand was everybody was complaining, myself including. Everybody was really upset when those teams you know lost their affiliation but in the long run that's the best thing that ever happened to the Appalachian League the quality of play is better because I mean the lowest level of rookie ball is pretty brutal to watch because you just don't have a, you have the stars but you don't the rest of the cannon fodder is terrible yeah. or at least you have like in the college wood bat leagues, you might not have like the, the, the absolute superstar talent that's going to tear up through the majors, but you have a good team, you know, where overall team, a balanced team, I should say. And so mm -hmm. the quality of play is a lot better, but, but all eight of those teams, they did a, just a, I thought a masterful job of the rebrands. I mean, even the ones that, that didn't have the success, like the Kingsman Axman, that that's wonderful that the, the Flyboy, or which which one? You should, would probably know better than me, but the Greenville uh, Flyboys, yeah, the, the Doughboys, yeah, the, 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 yeah. That, that's those are excellent. I mean, all eight of those teams, and you know, they they made a lot more money this year, yep. even in COVID, just through merchandising, but also in ticket sales. I think the league was up like eighteen percent in attendance over over from what two thousand nineteen. You know what? And and like you, I was upset when they lost their their affiliation. I'm, uh, you know, a lot of I'm still upset about, you know, Norwich, who is they lost uh, their affiliation. Oh yeah, I love Norwich. That's a great stadium. Great. Right. No, the sea unicorns are wonderful. Exactly. So I was upset. Right. But, uh, you know, when you when you step back and you look at it, all right, they build a partnership with USA Baseball. They're right. bringing there's some other top talent now. And you see that on the field, like you said, like, you know, the low ways, you know, that's some, and, and rookie ball, that's some, some rough yeah, baseball. It, to watch. You know, especially like the, the first two weeks of that, it's just, it, it was not uncommon. Cause I, I would always go like open the pioneer league up, which is in Montana, yep, Utah and stuff like that. And, but the first two weeks of that was just absolutely brutal. You had guy number one kids who had never really practiced together, you know, basically not being able to hit a cutoff man, which is a common complaint, even in the majors, but <laughs> I was just going to say that really still happens in the majors. Either. Yeah. But it's, it's insane how I mean, it just it still happens. Even, I mean, not even close. And so, but then it starts to come together. Same thing with low a ball, <laughs> excuse me. But uh, so the, now the quality of play, because I went to the Pioneer, the Pioneer League, you know, that's a lot closer to me, even though it's, yeah. the, but uh, it was so much better. Like Missoula is a wonderful place to see us. Oh, Paddlehead, such a great yeah. logo too. Great logo, great stadium. And also the, uh, the, the Billings, Montana, they have just a, a wonderful stadium. One of the best minor league, low, low, little minor league stadiums around. And it's fabulous. And so being able to still go to those games and seeing that baseball is still very, very relevant. It didn't meet, miss a beat by losing the affiliates. If anything, it's even more popular, um, which is wonderful. And so I think Major League Baseball did a horrible job marketing the change. And I, I think that's because the old regime of minor league baseball leaked everything and didn't give them a chance. But I, I think in the long run, with the exception of like the five or six teams that are gone forever, Lancaster, Salem, uh, you know, it's not coming back there. The uh, Fire Frogs, one of them, they, they, they never yeah, came back. Yeah, yeah, they're never coming back. But, uh, 
you know, th th those were unfortunate. But I think overall, in the long run, minor league baseball is going to be much stronger with with at the lower at those lower levels with those changes. Yeah, the the collegiate wood bat league and. Um, I said this a couple of times, but I became a fan this year, really, you know, because right. you got the Northwoods League, uh, you know, up here, you know, you got Michigan, Wisconsin right. and, and, and all these other states that, where they have those teams and they're successful. I mean, you got a team called the Pitt Spitters. I mean, come on yeah. now. Right. So college Woodbat League is alive and it is strong oh, everywhere. It, it's, it, it's, it's growing. I mean, I can remember when I, I would go to Alaska to see. The, the it was called the midnight league then. yeah the gold panners yeah yeah and so they, they but you know and that was like that was the elite wood bat now and they, they would there was no interest in the fort lower 48 this is a long time ago yes yeah. 20 30 years ago but now everywhere is wood bat all up and down the coast and that's great you know uh I, yeah like you know like madison wisconsin the mallards are insane the way they sell tickets i mean yeah. come on now they wait, they did the rebrand and everybody was like, what are you doing? You, you know, you just did one a couple of years ago, but their new brand, I became a fan right. and I bought a yeah. dad hat right away as, cause as soon yeah. as I saw it. Right. I do got to make it though up to Alaska. I really want to go watch, you know, the midnight sun game. I think that's was, one of those things I got to watch. Well, it's, it's again, it was so long ago and they literally were playing on cow pastures. I mean, the stadiums were horrible. It was, but but you had like some of the top talent, especially from the Pacific Coast, USC, UCLA, Oregon State. You had a lot of those guys. I mean, they're, they're t like I saw Mark Pryor pitch up there. Uh, and but anyway, that was how long ago that was. So the, the fields and the stadiums were 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 not good. But you weren't there for that. But now, what's happened with the college wood bat leagues? They're building nice stadiums, like you know, in High Point, North Carolina, in Madison. And so it's, it's, it's becoming, you know, even though I think I, I haven't been to it, but there, I think there's a one on the West side of Cleveland or yeah, the West side of Cleveland. Now does Elyria have a team? Um, there, the Lake Erie crushers. Yeah, in, that's, in that's yep. what I'm talking about. I don't know if that's a new stadium or not. It's uh, a, it's uh, about, 10, about 10 years old. It's not yeah, that old. So and it's a enough. beautiful park. Yeah. See, and that's what's happening. I think that all this is just making baseball so much more popular and uh, you know I, I think you know the major leagues need to watch out because if they don't get their act together and come back people might just stay in the minor leagues uh, i mean yeah. it took wire and sosa to bring them back last time it, it took it took a steroid you yeah. know to to bring you know baseball back that's crazy isn't it yeah <laughs> um yeah and you know what mahoning valley you know they were affiliated now they're part of the the prospect league Right. You know, again, another, you know, developmental league that just they lost affiliation, but they were still around and right. and have a, their own league right now. Yeah. The, which, the spikes also with them. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, and which, you know, they the, the, that's the Penn State team, right? They 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 have a wonderful stadium there, obviously, Penn State. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's yeah. And State College there. And so, again, I, I think. You know, everyone thought this was going to be the death knell for a lot of these teams, but I actually think it's, breathe, it's going to breathe more life into them because more people are interested. It's, you know, okay, we're, we're actually seeing top college players instead of low prospects that might, will probably never, you know, a lot of those guys in rookie ball are never even going to make it to high A. 
Mm-hmm. Alone. You know, with the college guys, at least the fans know, hey, this guy's playing for Wake Forest. This guy's playing for Wisconsin. And so, you know, they have – so I think it sparks more fan interest. I agree. I completely agree. I think it's and I think it's a it's a growing in popularity the lower yes. levels, and you know when you are seeing these issues with Major League Baseball coming in, and you're like, I don't want to hear about that. Right. Just guys, go handle your own thing. I think I'm good here because now minor league baseball, you know, the affiliated right has their own TV service. Right. Northwest League have their own TV where you can watch all yeah. of their games on YouTube for free and stuff like that. So, yeah, you're right. They better watch out. Well, and that's, you know, the college wood bat leagues are actually more popular than the NCAA. And I'm, I'm hoping what will happen is that other than the college world series, but like if you go like, you know, San Diego state, you know, which is a big baseball school and they have wonderful or university of San Diego, they have wonderful stadiums, Long Beach state, but there's not a lot of fans at those stadiums. I'm hoping that the success of the wood bat league is going to spill back over into the NCAA and people are going to want to go see, Hey, I remember that kid that we saw last summer, but he's playing at Long Beach State, and they're playing at UC, University of California, Riverside Day. Let's go see him. I, I can see that happening in the next couple of years, too, which would be great for – I mean, the more baseball, the better. That's just what it boils down to. I'm with you. I Absolutely. The more the more, the merrier. I'm totally okay with that. And there's so many leagues. That's the, yeah, that's the best yeah, part I, about it's it. It's hard to keep up, but, but that's the fun part. You know, you don't have to keep – it's the minor leagues. You don't have to keep up. <laughs> True. You don't have, it's not like you have to know all the stats. You just, you know, you just go and it's great. True. All right. So tell me, you know, you told me about, you know, how you get became involved with the 66ers and all that, but how you as a fan, how did you become a fan uh, of the sport? Uh, my parents swear that I learned to read by reading the box scores when I was little. <laughs> so, I mean, that's probably a, a stretch, but, I've always just from, you know, growing up in Cleveland, mm-hmm. in Indianapolis, I, uh, I was, I grew up in seventies. And so uh, the Reds were very popular. And so I was more of a Reds fan when I was little than mm-hmm. an Indians fan, but that changed really quickly by the time I was 10. All right. Once a big red machine was gone I, and I realized <laughs> Cleveland is better than Cincinnati in <laughs> all matters. But, uh, you know, as a 10 or 10 year old, like you're, that's beat into your head by your parents and your cousins. But anyway, uh, so, yeah, I, I just I've always been a baseball fan back. You know, when I became a young teenager, I kind of, you know, I, I discovered girls. I forgot about baseball for a few years. But then. I had this roommate in college who was really into stats and, you know, he taught me what OPS was back in the mid eighties, you know, slugging plus on base percentage. And so then I, that brought me back to the game. And so I would, you know, I'd come home from, I went to Miami university in Oxford, Ohio, and I would come home to Cleveland work in the summers. And, you know, I would just go to the old stadium. I, I'd be the only, you know, there'd be 5,000 people there. Yeah. It was a dump. It was a horrible dump, but you could sneak. I mean, it was very easy to sneak a 12-pack of, of Milwaukee's best into the <laughs> stadium. And, you know, you're a poor college student, and you're not paying for it. You're sitting out in the outfield you know, right. drinking the beer that you snuck in. And, you know, then you would go to the flats after the game, and it was it was just a good time. And so – and then they became good. Then I moved to California, and then they become good. All right. And then so 94, they start getting good. Lawson and those guys, Mr. Albert Bell. And then so 
I, I, you know, by that time I was in college, I was a professional. I could afford season tickets. So I bought season tickets for the Angels, even though I can't stand the Angels. But I bought season tickets just so when the Indians came to town. And, you know, because I wanted to see my boys. And, and so it was just a great, great time to be a Cleve, an Indians fan anyway. It was a terrible time to be a Browns fan. They left. Yeah. But it was a great time to be an Indians fan, you know, and although they always say like Cleveland does, it always came up a little bit short with, you know, 95, 97. But those oh. are still, after all the years of suffering of, with Indians baseball, those were just absolutely magical years. 97 was the one that hurt the that most for me. I'm still not, I'm 55 years old and I'm still not over the 1997 World Series. I am not. I, I cannot. I mean, and I watched it and I was there. I saw it happen and yeah. as if it was yesterday and it starts. It hurts more than 2016. It does hurt. It hurts more now. 16. I, I think the, the, the most painful one for me, I but I totally agree with you. I'm not over 1997. 96 when they lost to Baltimore in the first round, really oh. me because, you know, that was a hundred win team. And all of a sudden, you know, everyone thought they were going back to the world series and then they get beaten five games to, to Roberto Alomar and Eddie Murray, who had been on our team. Early I know. And so, so that one to me was the toughest to take, but the 97 one, yeah, compared to all the other disappointments is the one that's still, still, really really lingers and because it was so close it was right there all we needed was that i mean not just that game but all the games we lost you know there was just that one play that turned and and it was such an exciting postseason we had no i mean we weren't that good that year because we had a lot of injuries a lot of discontent and then they got then they did the tommy Sox thing at the end of the year and they got together and you know they got hot and, you know, Nagy got hot in the playoffs. Oh. And, you know, and, I mean, that Baltimore City, the ALCS was just a magical series. They beat the Yankees in the ALDS, which they had no business beating. And then, all, and then they're playing a team that they were better than, the Marlins and the Wild, you know, a wild card team. And they just didn't get it done. And it, it was so, I mean, I, I still cred council. Uh, oh, oh, just every time. I just, I, like, you know. I was just going to say cred council. You're like, ugh. I can, but, I can yeah, that one that, that, that one that one stings that one's like the fumble or the drive it's you know we've I, had our share you know moments yeah, of just yeah. absolutely only in cleveland do we name our sports disasters they have names you know they, <laughs> they all have names right and we all know exactly what we're talking about the shot yeah. the drive red right 88 you you already have to you you say it and you're like we're done that's it yeah. conversation over we i exactly. get it i know Exactly. You know, and then for so many years being a Browns fan, right? You know, it's still to this day. I think we we're watching a game on Tuesday, on Monday, and they were talking about, well, you know, look at the long list of quarterbacks. I'm like, guys, we yeah. get it. We know, we, we know. They're all tattooed to our soul. They're not right. We know. We've lived through that. Thanks We've a lot, guys. Thanks for the constant reminder. The Brady Quinn era, all that stuff. Yeah, Tim Couch, and you know, yeah. I feel bad. I still feel bad for Tim Couch because I mean, he was oh, a good I mean, he was, he had a great arm. He was, he just didn't have a line and he got injured and, you know, and the, the expectations were so high for him. And if you look over the list of those, uh, so many awful quarterbacks, he was one of the better ones of that, you know, until, and I'm still not completely sold on Baker Mayfield, but we'll see. And, yeah. I mean, neither I'm I with mean, you there. I mean, but he's maturing. He's, he's a lot smarter than he was when as a rookie and, 
I, I just don't know if he has the arms, but we'll see. You know, yeah. I mean, for God's sakes, we survived Charlie Fry. Yeah, Charlie Fry. Brian Foyer, all those guys. <laughs> exactly. Have mercy, Lord. That's so many quarterbacks. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so before I go into my famous, not so famous questions, um, are you looking to do work with any other teams that you know in the coming year? Or anything? Any plans? Uh, you know, I we'll see. Uh, I, I, I'm. I've talked with the 66ers. They. They encourage everything I do, but they kind of like me being with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially because of my barbell. But anyway, but uh, but, but no, but the, the, I, so I, I'm hopefully going to be working with them a lot more. I'm hopefully going to still be working with the Eugene Emeralds. Uh, I'm reaching out to Burlington, see what they, you know, in my own sarcastic way to see what what they wanted if they are interested in anything. I mean, I'm always going to reach out to, to teams and just. Mm-hmm. To but but for actually doing serious riding, I'll probably stick with the 66ers and the M's. Yep. And, and well, but anything that but who knows anything that comes down the pipe, you know, I you know I'm a free agent, baby. So that, uh, hey hey, there you go. Uh, you know, yeah, but, but that, so yeah, well, whatever comes my way. I love it. Well, can you tell the uh, Eugene Emeralds to work on some uh, dad hats, um, so that way I can they buy a couple more. Yes. Yes. I need they need some dad hats in their lives. And that's my they, my mission in life is to get teams to get more dad hats. They, they certainly do. Now, here's what here's the problem with the Eugene Emeralds. They because they're in a college stadium right now, they don't have their own team shop. So all their merchandise, they, they cannot have a large inventory of merchandise. Correct. Right? Because they, they don't have anywhere to put it. And they, they, they literally take it home to the assistant general manager's garage. Oh, right? God. So when the season's over. So. Hopefully that they hopefully that they, they've taken major strides to getting a new stadium. They just had a very big, like two weeks ago, had a very big victory in their state in their quest for a new stadium. Looks like they're gonna have a partnership with the Lane County Fairgrounds. And so hopefully, you know, and they, they want it too, but they just don't have the space for it. So and one one of the main things they want with the new stadium is to build a team shop. I mean, literally their team shop is something that rolls away every night after the game what yeah i mean that's you know they have and they do have a lot of good stuff their graphic design danny is a great guy and he's really good at what he does and so they have a lot of great designs they just don't have the room to have large inventory so they can't they can't really do much because they they don't have any much you know they don't want stuff sitting around and you know and that's the other thing because the brand is so popular with when they do get stuff it sells really really fast oh yeah oh yeah and, you know, like if you go to a game that they have, like the, the Sam's out and right field and you'll just see people just whenever there's new merchandise or old merchandise, there's people just buying it up as fast as possible. I, I, and but that's yeah, a good thing. But, but believe me, they're on it. But they've heard a lot about me, about from me. About <laughs> they, they'll be on it as soon as possible. Love it. Absolutely love it. I'll be looking forward to, I follow them. So they are, yeah. and they, they're, no, they're, they're great. They're, they're, they're another, and, and you talk about an organization. They're very different than a lot of organizations where the front office has been together for so long. These guys are all friends, all golfing buddies. And, you know, they're really, really tight. And which is in minor leagues, you see a lot of transition in the front offices. You don't see it there. And they're just, I mean, they're really cool guys that they're, they're a blast. They're really, really a lot of fun. I love it. I love to hear that. That's awesome. That's again, it goes back to 
in the minor and they're also wearing many many hats so yeah. you know oh, they're yeah. not just yeah. they're not just a gm or assistant gm they're also they're vendors also, after covid they're also very understaffed right now so uh hopefully they'll be able with this year they'll be able to expand their front office again i love it i'm hoping so all right so first question you're going to the ballpark what is your your food and your drink of choice when you go in the ballpark fireball <laughs> 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 Or, or a cold beer and then and, and a lot of that depends on the food depends on what night it is if it's a tuesday we're doing tacos because it's taco tuesday absolutely but, most of, but the, the, the number one go-to at sam manuel stadium this is where 66ers place is a bacon wrapped hot dog that's their signature signature uh meal where that sounds they have delicious. a lot of those good stuff but yeah they, they wrap their they wrap their quarter pound hot dogs and fresh bacon and it, it's wonderful it, that just sounds like heaven. It Absolutely. Is. It's a little piece of heaven. It really I, is. I love it. All right. So um, favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, let's go with probably strawberry. Okay. I like it. Good choice. Uh, I'm, I'm going to guess, but, you know, hamburgers or hot dogs? The hot dogs. Good man. I mean, both actually, but, <laughs> right. but, but at the same time, I mean, if I had to choose hot dogs. Good man. Um, is a hot dog a uh, sandwich? No, it's a hot dog. Good All man. Right. All right. I mean, that's yeah. I, I've had that argument a lot, and I'm never going to change my mind. It's, oh, it's neither a, am I. It's a hot dog. There's just just no argument. It's just that's what it is. There's nothing to to talk about. Um, okay, beach or mountain? Uh, mountains. I live. I live literally at the base of a ten thousand foot mountain. So I'm a mountain guy. I like Although, to hear them. I love the beach too, though. I mean, it's, there's something wrong with the wrong. beach. It's, yeah, you can't go wrong. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Halloween or Fourth of July? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to have to go with Fourth of July just because there's baseball. You're right. All right. And I, I love Halloween and I, I just love that time. I love fall, but there's no, I mean, other than the World Series which is too cold to play then anyway, mm -hmm. uh, most years. I, I mean, 4th of July is just an American tradition, and you have, especially with baseball, you know, and in minor league baseball, it's the biggest night of the year. I mean, it's the, the firework night that everybody comes out to. Sam, the 66ers get 10,000 people for a, a, the July 4th game. That's the one yeah. night that the yeah. whole park is the whole park. packed. It's, you know, standing room only, even the lawn seats are all sold out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, uh, is cereal a soup? No. I mean, I've never, now that, I've never had that one, but no. <laughs> I think soup, I, I think a soup is hot. And gotcha. If, I, if I'm eating hot cereal, something's wrong. Something's wrong <laughs> That's just gross. Yeah, but no, I, I would say that it's, you know, it has soup elements, but it's cereal. All right. There you go. Um, what color is your toothbrush? Uh, green. Green. All right. Last movie you watched? Ooh. Um, probably, let me think, let me think, because I haven't, that's something, uh, drawing a blank here. I'm going to say it was the last movie I watched. I'm going to say it was Platoon. Wow. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. I just, I mean, that was, I haven't, I watched it with my son, who's a senior in high school and mm -hmm. never seen it before. And so, you know, I haven't been watching a lot of movies lately, and so I'm more into serial, you know, ser TV series. 
But uh, yeah, so I would say the last movie is my son and I watched Platoon. Okay, what's the latest TV series then? Uh, right now we are watching Succession. I heard that was a good uh, one. It, it's really it's 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 interesting. I mean, I I, I um it's good. It, it's really good. I don't want to you know any spoilers or anything, but it's, gotcha. it's uh, my friends watching, so I, they got me into it. I also Yellowstone. I'm really into Yellowstone too. That's on my list. We yeah. have, you know, me and the wife, we have a li- of yeah. list of shows. Like so. Films, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Succession is one of those. I don't know. It's really good, but I don't know how long they're going to be able to sustain that level of excellence. Whereas mm-hmm. Yellowstone is much, much more, you know, it's not, it's, it's very, very good. And, it, and it's been, you know, I think it's on its fourth season now. So it's got the track record. So And, it, and now they really have good. the Origins uh, series coming out as well. Yeah, right. And then Boba Fett's coming out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm a huge Star Wars guy, so me I'm... Me too, me too. Good, good man. Um, okay, favorite baseball movie? Oh, Major League. Good man, good Major, choice. Yeah, Bull Durham is great too, but being from Cleveland, it's got to be Major League. Gotcha. It's also the funniest. See, my, my very first movie that I ever saw, and because I'm not originally from Cleveland, was right. you know Bull Durham. But yeah. man, Major League is such a good movie. Like you can't go wrong. No, and and Bull Durham is a classic. I mean, that, that might be the best baseball movie ever made. But Bull or Major League is by far my favorite. It's yeah, number one, the Indians win. All right, and you know, and <laughs> there and, it is. Uh, we get our before, win. Yeah, before Lofton and Bell and Bayerga, that was it. That was yeah. you know, like Willie Mays Hayes is Kenny Laughlin. Serrano is Albert Bell. I mean, and so, and that happened before the 95 Indians. And so that was the only thing we had to cheer for. I actually own a Serrano jersey. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, At some point I had a wild thing jersey. Yeah, I own a Serrano, their their home white jersey. So I always wear it when I go to the ballpark. I had a blue Wild Things jersey for the longest time. Because everybody has the Wild Thing one, right? So, and I'm like, okay, so I need to get something a little bit different. You know, and I look, I look, and I found that I'm like buying it, you know, so. I also still have a Brian. I do still have this. I have a Brian Slight jersey. No, nice. Yeah, I do have that. I like it. I don't Uh, see it anymore, but I still have it. Um, if if an animal could talk, which animal will be the rudest animal? Oh, I mean, the cat, a cat's too easy of an answer. Although that's probably it. I'm gonna say probably, I don't know, a rhinoceros. There you go. Okay. See, I picked a I picked a blue jay because we have a blue jay in our yeah, house. Yeah. No, yeah. A part of my language but man they're little assholes yes they are yeah they really are <laughs> so or, you know so are raccoons though so uh, touche you write about I, that i don't know if raccoons would really be rude though they'd just be you know silly shit but <laughs> all right but, but they'd probably be polite about it but, right yeah. all right I, I liked it i like it um what is the dumbest way you've ever been injured Okay, when I was, I, this is an easy one. When I was in college, I was in the National Guard and we had to leave for our annual training and my, I locked myself out of the house. And so I was trying to break in by climbing up into a window. Well, 
in Oxford, Ohio. The house is kind of old. I ended up falling through a window and ended up having to get 26 stitches. And <laughs> my knee the night before annual training because I was, you know, I had gone a happy hour. Oh, my God. That's a good story. That's good. The same, uh, I got one quick story, National Guard story. My last summer camp, I got, I, they were going to bring me up on court-martial charges, but I just got an Article 15. I was coming back from Grayling, Michigan, and Tiger Stadium was to the right on I, off I-75, and so I broke convoy. Me and my buddy broke convoy, and we took the truck, two-and-a-half-ton truck, pulling a water buffalo. We took it to Tiger Stadium, went to the game, left after about the sixth inning, then went to the fueling point, and got our asses in a lot of trouble but it was totally worth it to to go to break convoy to go to a tigers game that's listen those are the stories that you will always remember no matter what all right one last question here okay here let me see let me see let me see um no no okay do you think the aliens exist oh without a doubt yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they're visiting us, and you know, I don't know if UFOs. Those are probably Russian spy satellites or something. But yeah, the, the university is the universe. Uh, the universe is so big; there has to be life. Out there. We cannot be the only. We you cannot know. be the only ones out here. So yeah, it definitely. No, I don't know. You know, if Area Fifty One or whatever is real, but uh, there's definitely life out there. I love it. All right. Well, so uh, where can people find you on social media? Uh, well, the, the 66ers Twitter, but, uh, bads85.com is my blog where, you know, it's mostly these days, just letters I write to, uh, you know, GMs or front office people, just, you know, basically screwing around with them and they're funny. I mean, I'll pat my own back. They're, they're, they're pretty damn funny, but, uh, as long as you're not the target, (laughs) (laughs) that's what gms tell me hey as long as you're writing about somebody else don't write about me just write about somebody else (laughs) yeah bad 85 perfect awesome hey thank you so much for coming out this was a lot of fun it was a blast man i had a great time all right right. thank you so much okay take care bud see you later i hope you guys enjoy that episode with joe now make sure you guys are following joe and the inland empire 66ers okay they're actually they're both him <laughs> so um all right guys so before i go a couple things make sure you guys are following the podcast okay make sure you guys are giving it five stars so that way it goes up on the ranking and if you uh, you don't mind tell one more person about that okay until then keep on grinding and always support the minor leagues see ya This podcast is part of the Curved Brim Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brim Media. Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. I'm Paul Caputo, and on the Baseball by Design podcast, I talk to minor league baseball teams, designers, and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean. And I talk a little bit about ice cream helmets. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna DiTomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. 
Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series, and in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy. This is Patrick. And Corey. Of BaseballMapper.com. And we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball. So get on the site and find a team near you today. Learn more about Curve Brim Media at curvebrimmedia.com.